0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Pilgrims and Prodigals Podcast. In this episode, I'm with Nate again. We're going to be doing episode two of our music series. We're going to be reviewing a song by a guy named Hobson and just going over the lyrical content, going through his struggle with God and how we kind of relate to those things. Not much going on today, but hope you guys enjoy episode 53, Pilgrims and Prodigals Podcast. I just crapped so much a second ago. Who that felt good. Yeah, I did. Took a big old deuce.
1: Big old fucking butt.
0: Big, took a big old Damn it. butt. Damn it. There's
1: lights everywhere I look. Sacrifice whatever.
0: Alright, get everything sitting... Where we are good here
1: Get a nice blend of artificial and natural lights. Ooh, look at that You know what you call that?
0: All right,
2: we've got mutt lighting.
0: We've got clapping. We've got Oh a monstrosity,
2: huh?
1: really is, dude. I'm trying I, – I need to – I wish – this is the only caffeinated beverage that's worth a damn that my place of employment provides me with should I need it. So I take it.
0: Oh, do they let But you? I really wish
1: they – I wish they had a healthier alternative.
0: They give you those?
1: Yeah, I mean it's – I buy them, but it's the only thing that they – have that's oh, like okay, okay. good caffeine at the shop
2: that quality
1: <sighs> they, they don't have they don't have, they don't make like coffee at the shop or anything which is fucking retarded
2: yeah they so if should, i'm like
1: dude. coming in if i'm coming in at six in the morning and i'm not getting home till eight at night sometimes i need some coffee but i don't get the coffee
0: The cafe. All right, we're live. We're live. Welcome. Trying to get comfortable. Oh yeah, you're good. I haven't started recording, but we are live on Facebook. So that is a thing that is happening at the moment. So hello, everybody who's watching on the Facebooks welcome to the stream all right that should never happens to me <laughs> Nate better is joined oh it's looking crispy clear too all right I'm trying to
1: watch the live stream live but I clicked on it after you started it
0: yeah well, so now it's like getting well, no, it has like a delay on it because it's taking it's taking the media that's coming from the computer and streaming it online. So it, it's got a little bit of a lag on it. So if you're watching it, yeah, like if you're looking at it right now, it's going to look different than what yeah, I'm definitely. actually saying. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyways, I'm going to turn that on. <laughs> Dang it, Keith, I just want to look at your beautiful face, man.
0: I got to turn Spotify off. I will get in trouble. I will get in trouble for third party licensing if I do not turn that off. I actually tried streaming uh the first time I tried streaming it was it was uh on Facebook and they took my stream down in like 2 seconds man. It was
1: ridiculous.
0: No way. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, if you have any type of if you're playing any copyrighted material it could be a podcast, it could be a song, it could be anything. Dude, you could be listening to a freaking uh lecture. But if it's copyrighted, copyrighted, however that goes, then you could actually get in trouble for having that on there. Right. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. So anyways, what's up, man? How you been?
1: Good. Just chilling at the house or not the house, the hotel out in Lansing michigan right now oh
0: nice for work
1: yeah it's going it's going pretty good
0: nice man so Still,
1: yeah trying yeah. to survive long ass shifts <laughs> oh
2: yeah yeah,
1: yeah dude. yesterday was miserable i was in chicago chicago always sucks so
0: i can't tell you the last time i was in chicago it has been forever man hey what's up rich You're not missing welcome to the anything. stream uh, I mean, I, I've i been up there a few times. My family is from Danville in the Chicago area, so I've been there periodically, and uh, we've traveled up there a couple of times just for like a daycation or whatever you want to call it, but um, right, yeah, but I haven't really been up there that much other than like family stuff and a couple of day trips, but it's really nothing much up there, man pretty much snow and violence really <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I there's probably redeeming qualities of every place in the world I mean I've had a good time in Chicago don't get me wrong yeah but it's it's a terrible place to work i'll I'll tell you that in my opinion like I'll leave it at that but yeah it's just not a great place. It's not a great work environment most of the time. And well,
0: uh, I mean there would be people that would argue it's just a terrible place like in general. I mean, I'm
1: one of those I'm one of those people that Chicago is like in the top 10 places I would just prefer to never have to go to again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Out of out of the places I've been, Chicago is like on the absolute bottom of my list of going back. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it is commonly referenced as uh, Chirac, so you have that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My dad calls it Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's mostly politics for me, man. Politics ruin it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... I'm also
1: just a huge fan of big cities most of the time, so...
0: Well, and it's like one of the most liberal cities that are out there and it's just funny because whenever you see examples of like super liberal cities it's like they usually don't do that well (laughs) you've got like detroit which was supposed to be like the prime example of like uh kind of like leftist uh type politics and that city is kind of like burnt to the ground i mean there's really nothing left of of detroit so and then Chicago?
1: Michigan is Michigan's one of the... Go ahead.
0: Uh, no, you go for it. You are
2: talking about that.
1: There's, I was just saying, Michigan's one of those states where it's like you get into any of the big cities and it just is, for the most part, pretty horrible unless they have like a particular um, tourist attraction. Uh, but even Muskegon, like, huge tourist city for like boating and stuff like that, right on superior yeah i think it's superior um and it just you get into the city and it's garbage you get on the beach the coastline it's cool if you're into like you know fishing off boats and stuff like that yeah but even even like the cheapest hotel i could find out there was over a 100 bucks a night just because of the tourist attraction but it's like grabbing an inner city hotel like it's just terrible
2: yeah
0: well and i i think detroit has had like the most welfare like more welfare money pumped into it than any other city in america and i believe it it's still is one of the poorest cities in the in the country compared to the size and everything i don't know all the stats on it
2: but
1: yeah i've not spent much time in detroit i've got an uncle that lives there though yeah yeah he's into since the topic of this podcast about music he's like he, he owns a company that creates vinyl uh, whatever you call him like he makes vinyl like music oh, things cool, cool. Um, which is pretty cool um, there's a big like hipster movement in Detroit so there's a lot of vinyl users and he's really big into techno in particular which is kind of funny um, yeah, yeah. so he does a lot of techno vinyl so it's kind of interesting but he's always talking about how crappy detroit is. But yeah, I've but, never you know, actually been there. Though, like Michigan, Michigan's one of those weird states where it's it's like you get in the cities and it's just garbage, but, but you get outside the cities and even if it's not like a really wealthy state in a lot of ways, like it is just absolutely gorgeous. Like Yeah. Like it's one of the most beautiful states in my opinion. Like the wildlife is just the the vastness of forest up here and stuff is fantastic, especially when you get up in the northern part of the state.
0: Yeah, and that kind of sucks that the economy kind of ruins the uh, the beauty of of like the the yeah. scenery and everything up there, you know, because it's such a beautiful place. Totally. So, I mean, I've never been there. I want to uh, I want to go up there someday just to kind of say I've been there instead of just like talking about it. But but Chicago, Ooh. yeah, I, I've been to Chicago <laughs> quite a few times, and uh, there's no, <laughs> you're not. You're not missing much up there. I mean, there's really nothing going on, so. But. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so today we have Thanks a. So. T- today, as you all can see, I have Nate back on the podcast. We've been talking here for about mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. And uh, any everyone who's listening on a live stream or joins in. Hello. It's good to see you. and uh, Hello. Yes. It's me it's me. And I hope you guys enjoy. Um, today we're going to be talking, carrying on our music conversation. So last week we just talked about like how music has affected our lives and literal ways, spiritual ways, different implications of that. And then this week we're actually going to, we had planned on uh, actually listening to a song and going over it. But after talking about it, we're like, ah, oh, that's kind of like a third party infringement thing. And we might, be, we might, not that any of those people would actually listen to it, but we could possibly get a lawsuit or like get it taken off the air or something. So it'd probably be best just to talk about it and discuss it. So today we're just going to go over a particular song that we've been listening to lately that I really feel like kind of defines, uh, I can't speak for Nate, but I really feel like it defines where I'm at in my life. To, I've just got so many questions about God and for God, and I'm trying to figure out you know, what is going on, uh, all these questions about what I believe and if I believe, and uh, it's it's just a real song, and you can feel the emotion and everything that this guy's t- going through. So I, I just personally have been enjoying it, and uh, yeah, so we're just going to talk about that today as Nate is uh, gallivanting around the room.
1: All right, man. I uh, now you're good, man. I thought I, had, I thought I had my notes by me, but I didn't. They were on the desk, so.
0: Oh, you're good, man. No big deal.
1: Gallivanting. Um,
0: Gallivanting.
1: I feel like that needs to make its way into the title of this episode. It does. Gallivanting through musical expression.
0: (laughs) So the song we're going over today, it's actually a song written and produced by a guy named Hobson, And it's called The Ill Mind of Hobson 7. It is his music. Go ahead and put that out there. First and foremost, we're not... This isn't our song. This isn't our music we're going over. This was someone else's song, uh, and we're just kind of going over it. So um, at the very beginning, he goes over this hook. Um, He says, it's us, find power, live life, Mind power. Um, And he just repeats that. And I never actually knew what he was saying right there until I just read it.
1: Yeah, it was all kind of background. I never really paid attention.
0: Yeah. but
1: Was it again? It's
0: us, find power, live life, mind power. Uh kind of a cool little quote, I guess. Have
1: to meditate. Have to meditate on to that one. Chew on that for a second. I can't. <laughs> let, let me reach over, grab my ayahuasca real quick,
0: I'll
1: figure out what that means.
0: Uh we'll come back to that one, right? It's a joke. No, I got it. <laughs> so so uh he starts off the beginning of the first verse, he says so I just want to warn anybody who's watching this. Probably will be a little bit of an explicit episode because uh, the only word I will not repeat is he says the N word in here, and I'm definitely not going to say that. But everything else, I'll just I'm just going to be reading his own lyrics. So
1: uh, yeah, I don't think we would otherwise care to mention that if it was just a pre-recorded podcast. But being that it's live on Facebook, exactly. If anybody's watching. It, Kids or whatever you might want to viewer discretion it a little bit
0: viewer discretion is advised so he starts off he says yo fuck anybody i might alarm life is a tour i sit and ride along taking some notes and then i write the song i'm staring down the road my life is gone is this where i belong is it wrong to not believe in right or wrong my mental state is fucking me up and i cried upon while asking you for some answers but we don't have that type of bond. So right off from the beginning, uh, he's talking about like, he's pretty much prefacing this whole song of like, all right, sorry if any of this alarms you, but here's where I'm at. And he's talking about his life, this journey that he's on, which I feel like really correlates with our podcast and what we're trying to do here of like, we're all on this journey. We're all trying to figure out what we believe. And it, we're trying to figure that stuff out together. So, so from the very initial state, he's like, you know, I know this might be alarming for you, but what I'm about to lay out, this is me trying to figure my shit out, trying to figure out, you know, what I believe. And, you know, if I even believe at all is what I feel like what the song comes down to at the end, you know, which I I love the way it ends. I mean, He's kind of like, you know, this is my life. And, whatever but
1: um yeah we'll get there let's tackle it one piece at a time though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i
0: mean do you have any any uh, initial notes on like that first bar first few bars there
1: well yeah i mean i could
0: talk about it for what however long we need to but i don't know if you have anything yeah, specific I
1: mean, you know, really there's not like i mean it decently long song but we can take it bit by bit i mean just that which you just covered i wrote some notes down just so I didn't forget kind of the parts that stuck out to me. I mean, I agree. I think um, the reason that we were both interested in doing a episode on this is because we feel like uh, as individuals, but also a um, project and a group of people, a lot of this might um, kind of hit home. And just right off, the, right off the bat, the first lyrics other than that, which is like chanted at the beginning or whatever, um, just being like, you know, the whole thing about don't be alarmed, basically. Um, I feel like that's something I still fight in myself when I'm around certain people, especially like family is that yeah, like it's
2: tough.
0: I mean, especially like pre- being around certain friends and stuff too. It's like, you know, yeah. I want, I want well, to say what's on my me. mind, but I, sometimes I feel like I really can't cause it's like, would you yeah, still accept yeah. me?
1: Yeah. People that we know are still very much in a similar place to where we used to be. Yeah. Um, maybe it's out of respect for them. Maybe it's out of a little bit of like a remnant of pride in ourselves and wanting to seem right. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a combination of the two, but it sometimes it's hard to be vocal and expressive about where I'm at currently outside of the Avenue of this podcast. And I think, that that's part of why I've gotten into it so much. It's been an easy route for me to vent and kind of channel my yeah. thinking in an organized and professional way. Even though we're not making really anything out of it, but um,
0: no, I'm right there with either, you. It's,
1: yeah, like certain people, it's easy to talk to right off the bat and feel like
0: oh, thanks for all the hearts, hearts, Liz.
1: <laughs> you know, some people are are going to be alarmed as soon as you mention, "Hey, I'm questioning my faith at all." You know what I mean? Yeah, especially and I, when you so start I feel, bringing feel, up the I details. feel a struggle there. Where? Yeah. Yeah, it's – but at the same time, it's like inside when I'm by myself thinking about this, I'm just – I really am like, you know what? Screw it. You know what I mean? Like screw the thinking of like, oh, I'm so concerned and so alarmed for somebody just because they're headed down an intellectual path to try to figure life out. Like, yeah. Like, that's parted. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so that's and you know, contemplating what right and wrong is should be a basic part of the human experience, not a reason to be concerned. You know. Well,
0: and I feel <laughs> um, like that puts really bad pressure on the on the person trying to figure out what he or she believes, right? Because not only do you have the internal struggle of like, you know, what do I believe? Uh, in, In this lyric, he's saying, you know, I'm staring down the road. My life is gone. Is this where I belong? Is it wrong to not believe in right or wrong? I feel like a lot of that is not only internal pressure, but external from the judgment of people you know on the outside and that's where he's going like with this first bar and that's kind of like the effect that we feel where we see in like churches or in friend groups or families especially like like you grew up in a very religious family right so so for yeah, you of course you you not only have like the you know if you are part of a church or i know you, we have friends that still that a lot of friends who like have really strong faith um that if we, if I were to bring up some of the things I'm questioning, they would probably just kind of like laugh or they might cry or whatever.
2: But, uh, yeah, they
1: do. which I get it. Yeah. I get it. Cause I've been there. I've been, I, I've been in that good place of having concern and love for people. Um, hoping that they find a good path in life. Like, yeah. Um, I've been in that place where I've been like weeping, as we used to say, weeping for the lost. <laughs> you know, I used to literally lose sleep
2: oh, just man.
1: thinking about the people, you know, just crying, just thinking about the people that I knew that weren't Christians. Yeah. Um. So I I get it and I respect it. And I maybe that's part of why it's still hard for me sometimes to talk about this stuff outside of a, the, you know, avenue of a podcast. Is because I, I care about that, and I don't want people to feel like they have to worry about me, yeah. but um, well, I at like the same the way, time, at um, the cost of just being honest with where you're at, I don't think it's appropriate.
0: No, and I like the way I remember we had Ryan on, who is, uh, anyone who doesn't know, he is our ex-pastor who left the church before we did, and I had him on a podcast, it was like 30-something, I mean, 20, 30-something, I don't remember, but we had him on and I was kind of asking him the question, is it scary where I'm at? And he said, no, because what, where you're at right now is everything that you have believed is on the altar. And I think that at the end of it, what's real and what's true is still going to be there. So for people to sit there yeah. and uh, even if they're judging your life in a way that they, they just really care about you. I mean, ju- judgment isn't always a bad thing. And we know that. But, um,
1: you know, it, at times,
0: yeah, it, it is sometimes I will, I will, that's fair to say, I'll give you that. But, um, you know, if people trust God, they trust your judgment, they trust you're going to figure things out. And it's okay. Like if I'm going AWOL, you know, if I'm just going off the rails here, I mean, I've told Ben before, I mean, you have, you have my permission. If you see me being crazy, call me out on my shit, dude. Like tell me, I'm being nuts. Tell me I need to chill, you know, because I have people that I trust their opinions in my life, um, to call me out <clears up> and stuff <throat> like that. So, so that, that's a lot of, uh, outside pressure too. And the next line, he says, my mental state is fucking me up and I cried upon while asking you for some answers, but we don't have that type of bond that my desire has gone with the way that I've been living lately. If I died right now, you'd turn the fire on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty crazy and we don't have to do all of this line by line. If you don't have anything for uh, for a specific line we we do, then it's OK. But
1: well, to be honest with you, I listened to the song and every part that I felt like I could relate to. I just made a quick like one or two word note of. Yeah. So I wouldn't forget to mention it if we wanted to talk about it. Um so there's a little bit in every verse, honestly, that I feel like I can relate to. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying.
0: I could expound on like every line of this. And I'm sure he could too if
2: we even Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean we I think we have time, honestly, because we're already probably hey, like cool with that one seventh through the song or something, and we have quite a while to podcast. Oh so. yeah.
2: well, you got all time in the world.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean <sighs> I think it's. I can relate with when he says, you know, the whole thing about not having that bond and then subsequently losing the desire to even worry about it anymore. Like that, and I know I butchered that as far as like quoting it, but like that's the gist no, of what deep. he's saying is like, you know, talking to God. We don't have that kind of bond because you're just not making yourself real enough to me and – because of that, I'm basically losing passion and desire to even seek you, which is something that I have to fight in myself because I still do believe in God and, um, very much a creationist still, um, even though I'm looking at things through a much more scientific and biological lens than I used to, Yeah, I still see evidence for a creator in my opinion. Um, and the most logical assumption that I've been able to come to is that that is a spiritual being or beings. Um, Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, I guess I just cling to a more monotheistic view of it. So I feel like it's important for me to continue to seek that deity that I believe in, but I can relate in the fact that it seems like the further I – the further I get in this path of trying to figure it out and asking the questions researching and stuff like that, the more I feel like my bond with whatever that person is, is revealed to have not really been there in the past, the way that I thought that it was. Um, Yeah. I I almost feel like, yeah, I almost
0: feel like as I'm, as I'm looking for God, it's almost like I'm refinding my definition of like uh, what that very existence is.
1: Yeah, like yeah, I, mean, I think I I, think I, a lot if of, I feel
0: uh, I feel like if I end up if I end up coming back to that like full circle, like you know, fully on board with Christianity again, it will. Om- I'll almost feel like it's like a different God, because the the God I used to follow and the the ways we used to believe. And the way I look at it now, they were so crazy. So um, if you're looking, if you're looking at it politically, it'd be like so alt-right. Like we were the alt-right Christians pretty much. And it was, uh, it was crazy, man, because we were super fire and brimstone, weeping for the lost, uh, signs, wonders, and miracles, and like just all that stuff. And not that it's necessarily bad but I I wonder how much of that was propagated and how much of that was actually reality as opposed to how much we cultivated in ourselves and created this atmosphere. Um, almost like we, we created our own greenhouse in the middle of a, of a desert or something, you know?
1: Yeah. I was, was, um, if that that analogy makes any sense, I don't know. No, I, I get what you're saying completely. I'll expound upon it. Like, um, I was listening to Rogan yesterday, old episode back from like 2009, 2010. And, um, he was giving his opinions on religion, specifically Christianity. And, and like, if there's redeemable qualities of it and if it really is empowering, you know, and stuff. And he, he made some interesting points. He was saying, you know, in his opinion, um there there's no way to disprove god and his existence and i agree uh-huh. with that but i also i'm not sure that you can like definitely prove his existence either no you can um
0: but yeah and that's where the it, semantics kind of come into play most thing,
1: yeah most things in science if not all things in science are not even proven you know they're they're theories that have a lot of weight to them um man, people believe them because they don't have anything better to believe most of the time. But a lot of scientific yeah. beliefs in the past that have been regarded as fact have been proven incorrect. So well, I mean, uh, laws that
0: we base our entire existence off, I mean, some of those are still theories. I mean, you you have uh right. you know, co-relativity, you know, the space-time continuum, like time cannot exist exist without space and space without time. I mean, that whole Einstein theory it's still a theory I mean even though that it's something that we follow us as, as fact in life um for uh tell me if I'm wrong but isn't uh is gravity still a theory or is that an actual law I I can't I can't recall or not
1: I've heard both I don't know I mean gotcha. gravity is one of those things that I think we throw out there and we we mentioned because it's so so on the verge of absolute fact that like who who can really argue with it you know <laughs> yeah um it would have to take some remarkable discovery to prove that our understanding of how gravity works is incorrect like
0: yeah but the fact that be pretty- if that if that was still a theory and i could be wrong on that but the fact that all these yeah. things that we Um expound life upon all these things that we build existence upon The fact that those are still theoretical It leads me to a point where you know, i'm not I feel like i'm not dead set on figuring I'm, not you know, it's i'm not like god. I need to figure out if you are real today Or I cannot believe it's still something that I feel like I could struggle with this for the rest of my life and it's yeah. not that I'm ever going to reach a point where I give up, but it's just a continual journey. It's a well, you continual be pursuing.
1: You be con- not knowing everything. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to be content with less hoping for more, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's definitely where I'm at. Um, but I'm still zealous to figure out the details of what is real <laughs> and stuff. But exactly, what because- I was saying. I'm-
0: no, no, you to, go. To, to,
1: finish, to finish what I was saying about Rogan, though, real quick, he was basically just saying that, like, you can't disprove God, you can't necessarily prove God, so not saying he's not real, but he is saying that, like, when you take Christians uh, and you've got two categories. So you've got the Christian that's like, I believe this, and – I'll live it out and still be a normal person. You've got another person that hinges everything on a theory. Yeah. Their entire life, every ounce of rhetoric that comes out of their mouth on the topic is spoken from a point of fact rather than of theory. And um, both of those individuals can find some empowerment from it but which one is going about it in a healthy way? Like yeah, he was saying the, the, the virtues in Christianity that, you know, for example, that are well known as being virtuous and pretty much everybody can get get on with is, um, you know, love your neighbor. Yeah. You know, self-sacrifice, not being a selfish person, giving to the needy, you know, um look at yourself and not, you know, before you judge others, you know, judge yourself before you judge others. Like these things, like most people are gonna say, you know, those are good good virtues. So if you live your life by that, you're probably gonna see, you know, and, and you're disciplined in it, you're probably gonna see your character improve, and you're and you can easily point that to God saying, Oh, look, God's working in my life. That's proof that he's real. But yeah that's dangerous territory because those same virtues can be lived out in a non-Christian way. Exactly. Um, exactly. And you can see, this, you can see those same character life building, empowering results outside of a belief in Jesus, outside of a belief in Yahweh or the Bible or the Torah. So he's basically saying, you know, Christianity works for a lot of people in the sense that there's empowerment and good stuff that comes from it in their life that doesn't necessarily prove that what they believe is real.
0: Yeah, the fact that good things exist and, you know, you live a virtuous life and you get a return out of it, just because that is real, it doesn't necessarily mean that the God that we follow is necessarily, like, real, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so see anyway, what that was that. It makes a little
1: sense. little tangent that was just kind of related to it. We can get back to the, the lyrics or whatever, but
0: no. I like it, dude. That was uh that was good. I lost your video for a second.
1: Yeah, it put on a crying face for some reason on I know, me. I, I don't know that. why.
2: <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway. I mean we've talked the next the next point I made, he he mentioned something like, you know, he'll turn the fire on, you know, talking about hell. And we've talked Uh about that a lot on the podcast already, just that like an honest pursuit of God and not coming up with all the right answers in our understanding of justice don't seem to go together, you know?
2: With the idea of hell?
1: Yeah, the idea of hell. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You, if
0: you pursue yeah, God, following you on that. but at
1: the end of your life, don't have the right answers. Um, yeah.
0: No, I told – I am 100% with you on that. I See, yeah. I feel like that unrealistic view of hell, which, you know, everything we're talking about right now, this really isn't anything new on the podcast. We're not doing anything revolutionary with this podcast. We're just kind of like reevaluating these songs and pulling up – points that we've been making on the podcast for a while but this guy just had a really sick song where he kind of made every point in about three minutes and it was yeah, just- literally
1: it was like <laughs> yeah like different episodes of the podcast just got summarized in one yeah. song
0: yeah so yeah. right here you know he's talking about that unrealistic fear of hell and a couple lines down you know he says feeling so damn humiliated because they're looking at me like i'm hellbound. you know talking about The Christians that he was, um, you know, in relation with before his fallout. You know, he said, "I hopped on Christianity so strongly, then I fell out. Now I'm avoiding questions like a scared dog with my tail down, feeling so damn humiliated because they're looking at me like I'm hellbound." You know, he's right here. He's not talking about the guys who um, were judging him for calling him a sellout. And switching over to Christianity, now he's... See, the thing with this dude is he had he had beef on both sides because he was a rapper who became a Christian rapper and went back to just regular rapping. So, you know, he's getting that judgment on both sides because, you know, he's getting that judgment from the worldly or secular side. I would just call it the regular side, <laughs> like the actual world we live in. Um, he's getting it. The, he's catching flack on that side because he switched over to Christianity and blah blah blah. And then now he's he's talking about how he's catching flack from the Christian side too because he went back because he couldn't believe all the stuff that you know that went along with Christianity and went back to his old way. You know, and he's talking about all the you know feeling hell bound and you'll probably turn the fire on. You know, and this is something that's really and later, hard. And then
1: later, later in the song, he's like, you know. If hell is real, I'm going to probably regret the fact that I ever wrote this shit. <laughs> yeah. So you it's know? really yeah. uh, He mentions it like three or four times.
0: He does. And that's in a, like a 3-minute time slot too as right. well. So we yeah. put such an unrealistic fear of hell on people and we even talked about this during the um uh oh. What was the episode we just did a couple episodes back with account- accountability, and uh, the yeah with that episode you know we put so much weight on you have to live this way you have to do these things, not because that's what good people do not because that's how Jesus said to live. Well, partly that, but also in part because if you don't live this way, you're gonna go to hell for eternity. Sorry, you know, and that that's kind of the way, that's kind of the way we deal with it, right? It's just. You have to live this way. You have to do these things. Otherwise, I mean, you don't want to burn in hell for eternity, do you? And I know we've ranted about this a lot on the podcast, but it definitely is something I'm passionate about. And I really want someone to challenge me on that. I really want someone who understands, like, the theological views of hell. Um, Because I know there's different views of it. Uh, I want to... Well, I know... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I know that I have all the same knowledge about hell and how to debate it from a staunch Christian well-educated.
0: Oh, hell yeah, dude. I've got the, I've still got them bookmarked you know. into my Bible, dude.
1: Yeah, man, like I could,
0: <laughs> I can argue I mean, I'm not, it. I'm you know. not sure that I
1: could, I'm not sure that I could give you verse for verse references off the top of my head anymore. But as far as like, what does it say about it? I can give you a pretty, Theologically considered accurate view of hell, and I could play devil's advocate and defend the idea of hell from a Christian viewpoint pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, but I feel that because I have, have that background coming into some different methods of thinking now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just kind really like, hard it's for kind me. Of like keep, it's kind of like keep your enemies closer than anybody else kind of concept like because I know in my opinion something to be irrationally afraid of like in a lot of people's minds I feel like I can combat it even more and even better because I've been there and I understand it and I know how ugly it is
0: yeah I mean there was a time you know a couple years there where we lived our lives specifically just not to go to hell I mean we we were in like the super holiness camp there for a minute, especially when James Peters was going to the church and he was
1: preaching. Well, I never met him. I, I I don't know how I escaped that, but I never even met James Peters. <laughs> um, I mean, he
0: was a nice enough guy. His rhetoric was a little
1: you know, I
0: hellfire and, and brimstone. He, if it, you're not called, then you're gonna burn in hell. Uh, if yeah. you're not, it, it was very much holiness mentality, and I can't blame it all on him because we picked that up. And we were living that out, and we were preaching that to high school kids who were trying to figure out who the hell they even were at the time.
1: I always, you know. I gotta. I gotta say, though, I never talked with him about it personally. Uh, I did talk to a couple people that had talked with him personally, and they kind of relate his beliefs to me. So I could have a slightly skewed view of what his beliefs actually are, just based on secondhand information, but. I mean, even back when I was immersed in that culture, I was very anti and and I hate to even keep talking about him. It's not about that, but like I was very anti his interpretation of grace. Like, um even as a Christian, I did not and still do not see the biblical relevance to his level of belief on certain things like predestination. Yeah. Um, I could, I could never defend that logic, even from a biblical standpoint, let alone bringing in other sources and other lines of th- thinking.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. There's just, there's so many different ways of thinking when it comes to God that um, it, it's tough. It is tough, but I still got to believe that, uh, it, it's t- you know, that there's that there's something there and uh, I'll keep trying to find it. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm at it, right now. It,
1: it, it's tough. I think it's tough. I, I think you and I are in, in part where we're at today because while we were in the culture, we were trying to use our heads, you know, Yeah, and yeah. We we're trying to analyze the Bible and our relationship with God. And I think that we around the same time kind of came to a lot of the same conclusions that Um, The more that we look into this stuff for ourselves rather than taking people's word for it and adopting doctrine that hasn't been thought out as deeply by ourselves as it has been adopted from other people, um, we realize that, and I know this is ultimate heresy to a lot of people, but we realize how um, at least seemingly contradictory a lot of Scripture is when it comes to the topic of for instance, Calvinism versus Armenianism, And I I could still debate that very well, you know, from a biblical standpoint. I still get the argument, but it doesn't hold as much weight when based with things that can be experienced um, and thought through in in other contexts in life for me anymore. I I just, I don't see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it kind of gets into... Uh, the whole debatable side of it. And there are so many things that you can debate in the Bible. You know, those are the kind of things that that do make me question, like, why am I believing what I am believing? Because uh, it's kind of this concept of uh, something that I wanted to go into on Thursday, but I really want to just go ahead and jump into it today. Um, this concept of your truth versus my truth versus there's one truth. <laughs> like... Uh, you see it in politics everywhere, especially you see it really bad right now um, on the left. When you can bring, uh, I would consider myself, especially these days, a lot more right leaning. Just be- there you go. Oh, you got that six 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 mark of the beast energy drink there. Look at you.
1: Oh, dude, you're getting all, you're getting all like. Um, <laughs> I can't even think of his name now. Conspiracy theorist dude, they just got. Freaking whatever. Alex
0: Jones.
1: Yes. <laughs> Alex jo- you're getting all Alex Jones about it now we're going to Alex Jones uh, on the, it. The six 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 and the frogs, man. They're uh it's uh it's frog piss. That monster is just frog piss.
0: <laughs> no, but uh the point it's I was funny. making is like, you know, um I've been watching interviews with uh uh people con confronting different people on different subjects. I don't want to get into the politics of it because we could talk about that for a long time. But the fact that you can bring actual scientific biological proof to somebody that, hey, this is what's going on.
1: Yeah. At least really strong evidence, even if it can't be proved. Really strong evidence.
0: (laughs) Yes. Strong evidence that has been taught since school has been around, like of what basic biology is. And everything can be thrown out and ignored. Because of how someone feels in their head, and it's kind of like it,
2: it,
0: it becomes your truth versus my truth, and not to on the pol not on the political side of it, but getting more on the religious side, we still have that. You have different biblical texts that are taking in completely different perspectives. Like you lean this way, I lean this way, but the scripture says this. Like, what does it actually mean? Because it's got to be somewhere here. It's got to mean one thing. Yeah. And that's the part that's like, I've got to figure out what that is and if that's what I want to believe in because I can't be – I can't just stay willy-nilly about it like, okay, you can believe that uh, it's hellfire and brimstone and I'll believe that um, I just cease to exist because no, hypothetically that sounds great. But looking at it realistically, there is truth and with every question – with every concern, with every fact, there's one truth. You ca- I can't say that, you know, th- my truth is this and your truth is this. And they can both be right and we can just do whatever not, the hell I mean, we want because that, that's not true. One of us you, has to be can, wrong.
1: You can if they aren't completely contradictory truths like okay. i i had this conversation with Ryan Miller one time and i was very pleased that he really heard me out on it and seemed to understand what i was saying um i i'm not a believer in relative truth in the sense that there is no absolute truth on things like things okay. have ulti- all absolute truths but um Sometimes that truth is multifaceted. So what I mean by that is, for instance, if you look at like a rug, like a, like, or like a tapestry or something, yeah, you could look at it and be like, that's a red rug. You look at it and okay. yeah, like that is totally true, bro. Like that is a red rug. <clears throat> but if you leave it at that and say, that is the absolute truth. When there's other colors in it, yeah. somebody else comes in and says, that's a green rug. And you're like, no, bro, no, bro that's not a green rug. You're yeah. stupid. It's red. And they are like, no, dude, it's green. You're both right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's multifaceted. Like, it's both. There's yeah, I mean, or 30 colors.
0: Or, I mean, you, know? you could also be taking things out of context as well. Um, you know, say from your angle that rug looks red, but the way the fibers are laid on the opposite angle and the way the sun hits it or something like that, someone could it's walk in the front door and yeah, it looks green or it looks orange right. or something similar yeah. like that. But if yeah, it
1: black if, if there's yeah basically no light, you could look at it and it's just a you know, it's just black.
0: So, in that aspect, so, you know, you definitely have yeah. to figure out the context of it. And there, there definitely are issues where it's like, it could be red or black, but, and then yeah. you, ha, but you do have issues where it's like, there are very, there are very defining issues in very, right. they have to be yes or no issues. Like when you're talking right. about eternal suffering for the rest right. that, of eternity, that can't that, be like yeah. you have it your way. I have it mine because if I'm wrong, your way sends me to hell for eternity if you're wrong you're living a life of fear that you don't have to
1: right well it turns it turns a lot of people away from christianity and i'm not excusing that because i think that that's an incorrect way to um seek truth is off personal bias of what you want to believe but it turns people away to christianity in that in comparison to a lot of other religions it's very black and white it's very Mm -hmm. yes or no yeah um There is no room for anything but singular truths. And I've talked about this on other podcasts that um, taking my personal desires out of the equation and just looking at it um, uh, objectively, I don't see that some of these issues can logically be such yes or no, black or white, good or evil things i mean a I mean, lot of some things yes yeah i just don't see with a lot of the moral issues and stuff that any one action is always good or always bad um yeah we could dive into that but i think we have in the past and we could again in the future we we'll probably get back to the song here in,
2: yeah that's a, a
1: good
0: idea <laughs> um do you have any final notes you want to make on that
1: uh, not really i think if I do, they'll probably come around in later points in the song. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the next line, he says, what story should I tell? I'll just expose the truth. I'm so close to the fucking edge. I should be close to you, but who the fuck are you? You never showed the proof and I'm only fucking human. Yo, what am I supposed to do? Um, we'll pause right there for a second. Mm. And and this part is really deep. I feel like because (laughs) he's literally, because whenever you hear the F word, that's when you know things are getting intense. That uh, The thing about cussing, I used to think it was like such a bad thing. But the way I look at it now is like that's when I know I'm at like my most vulnerable state because I'm like, ah, like what do I do? What is going on? You know, like when I'm at my most frustrated, vulnerable, open stage, I feel like that's when I want to cuss the most. And I feel like that's how I was before too. But you just – would replace it with freak or something like that, but not to get into the whole cussing thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So right now he's talking. He's he's talking about how he's so close to the edge, but he should be close to God. And he's you know he's like, where are you? You've never shown the proof. I'm only human. What am I supposed to do? You know, this is like the the natural cry of like the human heart, right? Like we're desperately trying to get closer to God, but for whatever reason, we just can't. You know, and it's like whose whose fault is that on? Is that on God's side? Is that on man's side? Because that's a cry of of man's heart for for human history. It's like God, reveal yourself, and I will follow you. And sometimes He does, and sometimes He doesn't. It's kind of mind blowing trying to figure out. Yeah, why does it work like that?
1: that that's one of those questions I have to all. Uh, I want to say daily. That'd be a little hypocritical but i mean weekly at least one of those thoughts that i have to contemplate with where i'm at constantly reevaluating is you know there are still certain scriptures that seem to have incredible wisdom and truth in them that i still cling to um and one of those that i I used to cling to really deep that I only cling to now out of hope, <laughs> not out of any evidence to be honest with you um is that you know if you seek God with all your heart, mind and soul, you'll find him,
2: yeah, you know
1: um and that's not a quote, just a Nate Betteridge paraphrase of what the Bible verse says, so it's <laughs> like um I mean, it's pretty the pretty christian close. the- cr- the Christian belief like traditional Christian belief is like if you're looking for God like for real. And you're willing to lay down sin and repent that he will make himself known to you because he loves you and the sacrifice is there. Yeah. Uh, uh, And I could have preached freaking crusades on that, man. But like the thing is, when you look at your own life, the life of those around you, you know, testimonies you see online and stuff. I know you're not inside of everyone's heads, but if you're going to trust what they're saying about themselves and the emotions that they're speaking about it with sooner or later, you're really going to question whether that is real. Yeah, I certainly have like, I see a lot more evidence that there's a lot of people with, you know, eternity written on their hearts, which is a biblical concept that seek after that eternity. And that after that God and are willing to sacrifice and die for something and, They're very devout with what they're doing, and um, they never find Jesus. I'm not saying they never do, but a large percentage of the time, they don't find the Christian Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They might find something similar. They might find a religion that preaches a lot of the same stuff, but according to Christianity, that's not good enough.
2: Yeah.
1: So according to the Bible – was it that person living a lie and just not doing it a hundred percent? They only did it ninety nine percent, so I mean, it wasn't good the enough. Was person that just or, fell away?
0: I mean, because I've known people who you know didn't necessarily go to follow another God, but they got hurt by Christians or church, or uh, just felt hurt by God and just all of it, and you know just fell away from it all. You know, does a blame lie on them? Like,
1: like said, is it their fault? Like I Are said they, earlier, in the song. Like I said earlier in the song, they lose a bond that they thought they once had that they didn't. And then before they know it, they just don't have they don't have the desire. They don't have the inspiration to go forward with it. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they hide it deep in their hearts because of a wound from their past of, you know, it's, it's like not to be stereotypical, but it, it's like the little girl who grows up without a dad that has deep emotional wounds from that. And grows up to be a prostitute or something. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, they take these deep, real wounds of lack of relationship with God or a, a father and they turn it into this desire that they have that is not really something they, they like, they hide it, like, because it's just too painful. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of why. I think that's a big part of the reason why atheists become atheists, not even necessarily because they're denying the existence of God, but because they're trying to find some kind of ideology to hide the belief in him that they have that is so scarred and wounded by never really feeling close to God, even yeah, and though they believed and it.
0: it's tough when you start dissecting the ideology of God because you're, you know, you're breaking down all these fundamental beliefs you know, the, of fundamentalism and what it means to actually be a Christian, and I—I yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who say that fundamentalism has done more damage to Christianity in Western culture than anything else. And well, then,
1: uh, yeah, not just—I mean, a lot of people say fundamentalism in general, like yeah. even coming down to like being a constitutionalist, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, an American nationalist, in like the good sense, not like wipe out every other nation and build an American empire. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like American patriotism and constitutionalism is a fundamental American thing. Yeah. And as is Christianity, like fundamental Christianity. Some people say that's a plague. Some people say the constitution's a plague. Like I would say in both regards it is and it isn't. It just depends on your perspective. It depends on what exactly you're looking at i, I hate think, I think it, I uh, hate statements
0: yeah, I think it has a lot to do with how how what regard you hold those fundamentals to I guess I mean when it comes That's, to like like constitutional fundamentalism like uh as far as like upholding the Constitution and preserving our rights and stuff like that i I love fundamentalism, I think it's great. I think it's something that we should try to keep, <laughs> but uh, and and I think that, but there are people who can take it too far, um, and I think on the religious side of it as well, you know, that fundamentals aren't necessarily bad, um, you, in a way, yes, have have in a, yeah, in a way, yes, in a way, no, because I feel like with fundamentalism and Christianity, you put God in a box and you put yourself in a box and who you're supposed to be and what God looks like and how you're supposed to serve him. Um, and I feel like those are, I feel like those are things that need to be transforming and need to be changing. Uh, and whenever you see things in the Bible, there's tons of things that were cultural. Uh, the basic, basic truths don't change, you know, how Jesus said to be, um, you know, be like me, be nice, do these things, Um, give to Caesar what is Caesar's give to God, what is God's, you know, just stuff like that of like different commands that Jesus gave. But then you see in the epistles and like the stuff that the apostles wrote where they were writing specifically to different cultures. So those, those things, I don't know if it's necessarily in, inerrant, inherent. I don't think we necessarily have to hold those things as truths is what it comes down to for me. Um, when it comes down to the old Testament, I don't even know what I feel about that, um, but when it comes down when it comes down to who I am as a Christian, um, I would have to say that I hold the words of Jesus and how He said to live and who He said well, to be.
1: I think. I think if you're going to call yourself a Christian, just by um, phonetic definition, like I if that's even the right term, you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you just break down the word Christian, like I think it's most appropriate that if you're going to cling to the words of anybody, you cling directly to the supposed words of Christ, like your yeah. best understanding, your most likely understanding of what Jesus himself said, did, etc. cetera. Yeah. Which is totally respectable on virtually, if not every account, like even most non-Christians will agree that Jesus was by pretty much anybody's standards, a good man. Yeah, You know what I mean? Even if he followed a fucked up faith of Judaism, even if he um, took things too far, even if he was a fool with it. And I'm not saying that he, that he was, I'm just saying that's what a lot of people believe is like, Jesus was the dude, but he took it too far and he died for it. And a lot of people don't believe he rose from it, you know, and he started a religion based on good virtues that bore bad fruit in the world. So yeah. that's kind of the legacy of Jesus, depending upon who you ask. is like he changed the world for the better or he changed the world for the worse.
0: <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know sometimes, uh, man.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the first person to say that, If Jesus changed the world for the worse, it wasn't his doing as much as it was the perversion of his words yeah. through the lifestyle of the people that followed after him. But yeah. at the same time, like you were talking about in your interview with that other podcast you were on, um, the I forget his name, but the guy, the guy that was talking to you, um, uh-huh. he, he was saying. He used to be a pastor. He used to be that guy that said, you know, if if people walk away hurt from Christianity, it's not because of God, it's because of Christians. It's because of people not doing it right, not representing God right. Yeah. And though he said though he said that in a lot of cases, yeah, that's probably true. You know, people can be jerks and not do what Jesus would do so to speak. But at the same time, if Jesus is God and if God is the, is the same for today as he was yesterday, as he was a day before that always backwards in time, forward in time, you know, you have to somehow find a way to reconcile his character at point a, all the way through point Z and yeah, something there that, seems to be a lot of contradictions.
0: Something that I've never really been able to understand. Right. So people say that like God came up with the law on Mount Sinai, gave it to Moses, he did his thing. They tried to make it work for a thousand years, and then God's like, oh shit, this isn't working. Uh, new covenant. So my question is, if God is all-knowing, he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful everywhere at all times, and he knew from the foundations of the earth that his law wasn't going to work, why the hell would he give such a bad law that he knew was going to do bad things, send his people into bad places, and then yeah. send Jesus? Why, I, why would you submit I'm a not, people to a thousand years of torture and then right. send them a savior? And then those right. people probably well. aren't going to be saved because they don't even think he's a real savior. They're still waiting for a savior. The Jews are. They don't think Jesus is a savior. So are they just, are they fucked? What's going on with that?
1: (laughs) Right. So, um, to give a little light on that from a theologian's point of view, um, I'm not claiming to have all the answers or to understand this perfectly, but I've been in enough Christian leadership and theology classes to, to understand the basics, something called dispensations. So, and of course, okay. I think there's seven supposed dispensations throughout Scripture, um, everywhere from God's covenant with man in the Garden of Eden all the way through things we supposedly, supposedly have not even experienced yet. You know that are going to be completed at the end of the world, uh, the final judgment. So there's. Okay. what's called what's called dispensations which is again i'm probably butchering this to an extent but the concept is that throughout history of god's interaction with man he has with foreknowledge of what man would do given him one chance to the next chance to the next chance to the next chance ultimately seven chances as a race of beings um that were to be his sons, his daughters. He gave them seven different ways in which they could pursue him through just basic blind obedience in the garden of, look, this is easy. Do whatever you want. Just don't eat this. You know, that was a commandment, a dispensation. You could literally walk and talk with God, supposedly. Okay. They broke that. So the next one was X and the next one was um, the Ten Commandments. They broke that. So the next one was this, and they got worse and worse and worse and worse, harder and harder and harder. but at the same time, God was holding their hand more and more and more through it. At the beginning, you know um, basically God was like, just don't do this, I'll be with you, but there's no other than the temptation to eat one thing. there's there's no temptation here. You don't really need me other than a relationship with me. You don't need me to tell you every day. Don't eat that. But man's conscience got deeper and deeper and deeper in darkness, supposedly, as it went along, because we realized through personal experience just how evil we are. So the restrictions got heavier and heavier and heavier. But finally, the gospel comes, and Jesus is like, enough is enough. I'm going to free you from this. Here's a new dispensation, the Holy Spirit And so we're in like supposedly the sixth or seventh station now. So like the theory is that God knew all all these things ahead of time. And as a loving father is hoping that his children, he's giving them the chance to learn by their mistakes and follow him out of like a real desire. And I get it. I get it in concept until you start breaking it down and it still doesn't seem just because what you have is the descendants of people suffering for their f- ancestors' mistakes unjustly. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, it's like yeah, the theory is God, God looks at all of mankind as one thing, which in that case, I can understand how, how that would be just, I guess, but it's not that simple. We all have our own being, our own person that we are responsible for. I shouldn't be held responsible for the mistakes of my father.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I've never actually looked into the dispensations or whatever they're called, so um, I wouldn't really know about that. But um, I do know it does seem a little fishy. I mean, it's it's like I was telling the, um, the guy from MindShift podcast. We were talking about... You know like how do you, it's, you
1: that's what it was yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It, how yeah. do you correlate the god of the old testament with the god of the new testament it just seems uh what what was the word he said insurmountable i think it it seems impo- yeah it seems impossible to correlate this wrathful vengeful death and destruction annihilate entire races of people entire nations of people sending his own people into captivity multiple times simply for uh falling away from him knowing they would um and it's just like it's a lot to try and correlate that god with this god that we're supposed to look at now as all loving he just wants Like, Jesus just wants a love encounter with you. He just wants to know you. And it's all about feelings and emotions. And, you know, that's where I kind of get lost these days. Because I feel like uh, in the same way that the more I look at facts and science, it's pulling me more right-wing when it comes to politics. On the flip side... (laughs) And religion, I almost feel like it's poor, pulling me more towards the left, man. Because, like, I'm having... Uh, yeah, I'm in the exact
2: same boat. I'm, I'm like, in the exact same boat. I'm having things. a
0: tough time seeing any factual evidence for any of, the, any of this, man. It'll, at the end of the day, like, right. Right. every religion comes down to how are you feeling? What's going on in your heart? Do you feel the power of this God or that God? And it's like, I don't know. I feel something. I've, I, I, I have felt something in the past. I know I have. But it's like... You've got other guys like the guy we had on the podcast a few episodes back the uh Wiccan guy you know he was he was talking about the way- the reason he believes what he does is the same reason I believe what what I do and the same reason a uh i don't know any other religion that has a spiritual encounter with their god that's it's all the same you know you you have an encounter with your God and then you believe i, I mean there's got to be yeah. there's got to be some factual proof, man. There's got to be some yeah. some facts that I can look at, not any of the semantics of there's have you past- ever seen a change of kinds or some shit like that. You know, I want I want some factual scientific proof. There's got to be some reasoning if God is real and billions of people in the world follow Him. There's got to be some shred of actual proof that he's there.
1: Right. There there has to be something truly objective to your foundation of belief. If you look b- back at, at all the reasons that you really believe and they're all, I felt this, I think I experienced that. You yeah. have to be honest. And look, First off, Know what those terms mean. I didn't even – literally, I'm ashamed to say this. I didn't even know what the terms subjective and objective meant until after I left Living Water and after freaking I heard Joseph Shipley on the podcast like for the first time. I literally didn't – I had heard those terms, but I didn't even understand what the difference was.
0: Well, because we've got plenty of subjective proof, right? But we don't have any objective proof. We don't have any – We don't have any –
1: Everyone has – yeah, everyone has subject, subjectivity in their life, and if you that's believe in not anything
0: you have a wrong. subjective view of it. Exactly. Yeah,
1: that that's not that is not wrong to have a subjective view. It's impossible not to. It's like saying, remove the bias from your life. It's like I can't. You know what I mean? I can do what I can to lower my bias, but exactly. it's always going to be there. Yeah, if you know, got,
0: if you. Uh, Read an article. If you are asked the question, you're going to lean one way or another. That's going to happen.
1: Yeah, you can try your best to answer objectively, and, and and you probably even can. You know, that's that's what I try to do with this podcast is um, try and fail a lot of times probably, you know, that if I go on a rant or something. But, like, I, I try to look at the objective side of it and leave my feelings at the door, you know, Um, so that I can bring people something that is as, as close to reality as I can, you know, um, I want to, through this podcast, if there's anything I actually am trying to do to impact people, it's just to inspire real objective conversations about faith and the experience of life. Um, yeah, Yeah. try to reduce your bias, try to reduce your, uh, your sub, your subjectiveness that's going to be there for the sake of really pursuing truth and reality. And that's all
0: and, I want. And don't be afraid of what you're going to find.
1: I mean, it's impossible not to to, to some extent, I <laughs> yeah. think. But yeah, do everything you can to just calm yourself and be like, you know, it's like if if we could put it on a T-shirt, just like, Stay calm and seek truth. Yeah, <laughs> you know those shirts, the stay calm shirts. Sure no, like,
0: no, you're right. I mean, it's okay to be afraid. I mean, no courageous no, man, no, no courageous man has ever been without fear. Fear it's, is a
1: good motivator. Yeah, it's you know well, what I mean. fear dude. motivates. Fear motivates me to not um, stay where I'm at in life. You know, the fear of never retiring. Yeah. you know, is a good motivator for me to go get a good job and to do it well. You know, yeah. um,
2: fear watching, of uh,
1: missing my purpose in life motivates me to spend every day pursuing a purpose-filled life, you know?
0: Yeah, I was watching Lord of the Rings this earlier this week. And dude, I got to tell you, my favorite scene from any movie ever is when Gandalf and Frodo are sitting in that cave with everyone else. And Frodo's like... I wish this would never have happened. I wish this ring would never have come to me. Yeah. And then Gandalf is like, A "Good one." G- Gandalf is like, "So do all who live to see such times." But he's right. like, "But uh, essentially, he was like, the question is, what are you gonna do with the time that with you're the in?" Time
1: it's given you, yeah. 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 So like,
0: I can sit here and say, yeah. I can sit here and say, <laughs> I wish I would. Have never left the church. I wish I would have never found the church at all. I can say whatever I want, and I could say that I right. wish I was not on this journey. But the fact remains, I'm on this journey, and there are tons of other people who are on this journey as well. So we've got to go through with it. We've got to figure it out, and we've got to. Yeah. We've got to keep, you know, pushing. Yeah. Well, there, there's
1: no option there's no option. Cause if we're talking about spiritual things, not just like a natural life. Um, if there is an afterlife, if there's something beyond this, suicide isn't even an option. You know, you can't, even if you wanted to, like, I just wish I was never born. Like if we're talking about spiritual things and finding spiritual truth, that doesn't solve anything, you know, yeah. because if we don't have some kind of objective proof of what is beyond, uh, uh, whether it's something or nothing. Yeah. If we don't have proof that it's nothing, then suicide is not a. It's not an escape. It's just a shortcut to figuring out the good or the bad that is to come. And according to a lot of beliefs, a lot, you know, if you do that, that's not a good outcome. <laughs> yeah. So. so we should probably get back into the lyrics.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been kind of going off on like a half hour rant here. Uh cool. yeah. Yeah, this so, has been good, man. I'm having I a great time.
1: Yes, good. I think um we're at the point where he starts talking about like I look at stuff and I know that like a genius man made it. Those those lyrics. I think that's where we're at.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it skipped a little bit on there, but we're already at like over an hour, so.
1: Okay. Yeah, we can you kind just of go on, a little
0: bit. You can just go on whatever notes that you have, honestly. Because I, like I yeah, said, we, I could yeah. dissect every line. If It's just so good, man.
1: It's just really good. Everybody needs to go listen to this song.
0: Yeah, if you have not heard... A line of Hobson exactly. 7. Exactly. Go check it out if you haven't heard it.
1: But I so he talks. Yeah. He, he, he makes a line. He makes a point. Like, you know, I look at stuff and I realize that, like, I can't deny that somebody genius made this. Um, but is heaven really how I fantasize it? You know, is heaven what we've been told? Is heaven real? You know he's asking those questions, so that hits home for me. I know it hits home for Keith. You know I think everybody wants to believe in heaven and that everybody good goes there and stuff, but like again, where's the proof? You know what I mean? Um, there's a bunch of kind of phony sounding um, testimonies of people dying and going to paradise and then coming back and being like I saw Jesus and all this stuff, and half the testimonies don't even line up with the Bible. So if you're gonna believe those people, you gotta I mean eighty percent of those guys are paid off.
0: Eighty percent of those guys Uh are paid off. They're not even real.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of that is provable. Some of it we'll never know, but even the stuff that we don't know, if you're gonna believe their testimony, you gotta throw something in the Bible away. Yeah. Or you're gonna throw their testimony away because of something in the Bible. At the end of the day, it's like a catch twenty two. Is it's like, okay, I believe in God, I believe in heaven, but why? You know what I mean? Because where's the proof? You know, um, he makes he makes mention of like um, where's the Holy Ghost at? How long does it, it take for a man to where's find the it? Holy
0: Ghost at? You know? how long does it take a man to find it? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's good stuff, man. Like uh, coming out of a really charismatic church. Freaking, yeah. we talk more about the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, than we did probably the Father or the Son,
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: you know, um, in all honesty. Like, that part of the Trinity was like... Yeah,
0: he says, is heaven real? Is it fake? Is it really how I fantasize it? Where's the Holy Ghost at? How long does it take to man to find it? My mind's a nonstop tape playing and I can't rewind it. You gave me the Bible and expect me not to analyze it
1: so good so every so good. like
0: every line of this song said, is so good yeah
1: everything you she said is so it hits my heart dude it's yeah. what's on my heart already like yeah like
0: yeah because we're I, given we're given the like, word and we're told you know this is the truth this is how it's supposed to be interpreted don't question this is who god is and he's like You gave this to me and you're expecting me not to take it apart. You're expecting me not to dissect it. I'm just supposed to take it word for word because this dude told me this is what you're saying. This guy told me this is what it means. So I'm just supposed to take it for face value and I'm not supposed to think it's not supposed to go through my brain. It's just supposed to go straight into whatever my soul and be instant truth. Not I don't work like that.
1: Yeah, well, it's for me. I kind of take it as like, okay, so you preserved your word in written text for men, mankind, you know, women included, for people to have forever, yet leaving people. Trying to force, you know, or sorry, yeah, put, putting like people trying to force their individual doctrines on you aside for a second. Just looking at God. Okay, so this is what you preserved and you expect me to believe this shit? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you put me in a reality where I never see snakes in apple trees that talk to me. Yeah. You put me, which I know it probably wasn't an apple. That Somebody Christian uses me. me like, <laughs> it's a fruit, not an apple. You get what I'm saying? Like snakes don't talk to me. I've never seen the earth flood over the biblical account of the construction of the ark makes no sense. You expect me to have the faith of Abraham, yet you don't talk to me like you talk to Abraham. You don't promise me things like you talk to Abraham and promise to him. You... Don't have me going out killing lions with my bare hands and seeing bees come and make hives in it and then allow yeah. me to eat the honey out of it. You don't let me <laughs> curse a bunch of kids that called me bald and watch them get eaten by bears.
0: And why did that even happen?
1: <laughs> yeah. why? <laughs> that's what that's, I would ask God. The shit. Like, why was that necessary? I'm going I'm to go on a quick tangent real, real quick. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to mention it. So two ethical issues I have with the written nature of God in the Bible. Yeah. One, Noah's curse on his son, Ham. What just the hell, Just for dude? seeing
0: him naked.
1: So, ham didn't you, do anything wrong. Uh, so so Noah fucks up. He saw his Noah ham. Gets-
0: ham saw his dad's ham. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Noah screws up, Noah gets drunk, wasted, passes out in his hut or whatever, butt naked. His sons notice that he's naked and is probably going to get freaking cold because they live in a desertous climate and it gets cold at night. So they're like, okay, let's put a covering over him, probably like a sheepskin or something. And But they're like, we really don't want to see our dad naked. That is gross. We don't want that. And it's disrespectful to him. It's dishonoring to him. So we're going to cover up our eyes, walk in there, cover him up, and leave, you know, yeah. uh, like any good son would. So freaking – Noah wakes up, and this is all just according to Genesis, I mean, whether you're going to accept it or not. I mean, if we're to to believe the Bible, this is what it says. Noah wakes up. He's he's probably hungover or whatever. He realizes that he was naked. Now he's naked underneath the covering. He didn't do that, and he's like, my sons did this. Who was the initiator of it? Ham was the initiator of it. Curse you, Ham. And... God somehow allows that to actually follow through, and forever in time, Ham's descendants are cursed and later on become the Canaanites who get fucking destroyed. Man, woman, child, animal, building, city, temple, everything gets destroyed. Because of what? As a a direct result of Ham trying to be a good son. So that's yeah. – I don't want to elaborate on it because of time, but that's ethical issue of God, number one, as written in the Bible. Uh, number two is that one in freaking First uh, Kings, I think it is, or Second Kings, Elijah. Elijah, supposedly the most awesome prophet of God in this period of Jewish history – and he's walking somewhere, and a bunch of kids come out and curse him, say or not curse him even, but they're just saying, "Hey, Baldy," blah blah blah, making fun of the fact that he probably just has a receding hairline.
0: What was it? Seventy children?
1: Huh? What was it like? Seventy children, or something? She like was that? something stupid, something crazy. <laughs> like I bet you what happened. I bet you what happened is like um, school just let out and and they all are just like running back to the village from school up on the hill and he's walking out of the village getting done prophesying or something and they're just like being kids being little assholes like kids always are you know i love kids but every kid has their moments where they're just like dude shut up you know like yeah. grow up and they're just like being kids like hey baldy you know i'm young and invincible <laughs> i'm never going to go bald you know and he's and they died instead, because of it instead of, instead of him just being like I'm a prophet of God and I'm gonna be mature and God is love and these are just children. He loves you. How about you, you know, love me instead and you know, learn a life lesson. He's like, curse you, walks away, and bears come and kill all the kids. Yeah. And somehow, even nice even one. here's the thing, even if Elijah didn't really mean it, even if he just said, curse you and left, God still allowed that curse to manifest into death over some very little offense Yeah. if we are to believe Scripture. So that's just two instances, and I can think of many more, but that's just just like—just throwing it it out there. If anybody wonders why I have a hard time believing the Bible and feeling like it's contradictory, is stuff like that.
0: I mean, he writes almost a whole verse on this. I mean— uh, it's t- t- starting at the heaven, he, is heaven real, is it fake, is it really, is it really how I fantas- fantasize it, where's the Holy Ghost out, I don't want take command to find it, my mind's a nonstop play- tape playing, I can't rewind it, you gave me the Bible, Sp- expect me not to analyze it, I'm frustrated and you provoked it, I'm not reading that motherfucking book because a human wrote it, I have a fucking brain, you should know it, you gave it to me to avoid every useless moment, and he goes on and on, dude, for like, he, got, he does like at least a whole verse right there, just talking about... Yeah. You know, you gave me a brain. You should know it. Exactly. And he said, exactly. You, you gave know. it to me to think to avoid every useless moment. It was a mission that I had to abort because humans be lying. They're such an, an inaccurate source. And he goes on yeah. for, for so long about how humans wrote the Bible and humans are dumb. <laughs> At one part, he says, humans are fucking dumb still thinking that Pock's alive. <laughs> right? Like... Um, There's entire I mean, groups of people who still think that Tupac is alive on an island somewhere and he's just waiting on the right, right. time to come back. That's, that's who wrote they the Bible. That's the race really, of that's like that. Not race. That's the human race, right? Cause we're all one race.
1: Well, right. Yeah.
0: Those are the people that wrote the Bible, even if it is inspired by God. I mean, we can believe some pretty messed up stuff, dude. So,
1: right, right, right. It, it's, um. gosh there's so much there's so much good stuff in there there's just I don't even know where to begin dude there's so much good stuff like
0: I mean we could dissect this song for like another couple hours if we wanted to but man I just don't have the time for all that
1: well it's just what I was gonna say is you know it says um, what's what's a lot what say the word about the the, the mind again that uh oh Says you gave me this mind or whatever.
0: I have a fucking brain. You should know this it. Is... You gave it to me to think yeah. to avoid every useless moment. It was a mission right. that I had to abort. Right
1: yeah, right there. So, you gave me a brain. You designed yeah, no. this brain. Yes. You should know how it functions. You should know its capabilities. You should know that. As a being who is smart enough and able to scientifically observe things, sense things through five senses that we have and work together, like you should know this is how we optimally figure things out. Yeah. You know, the Bible Bible even says, you know, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. So – I have a yeah. mind that's sound. I'm not insane. The Bible even tells me to sort things out and pick apart scripture. Either that or so the Bible's just lying. <laughs> huh?
0: I said either that or the Bible's just lying. I don't feel pretty. I don't feel sound sometimes. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> well, but I'm just trying I'm trying to hold the source accountable. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like if the source itself is saying rightfully divide me. You know, if God says rightfully divide my word of truth. Yeah. I've given you a sound mind, not of fear. Um, You know, uh, I've given you the ability to, to know my will. Like it says this stuff, right. Um, all throughout the Bible. So forgive me for going out of my way when I could be doing fun stuff in life to pursue spiritual truth and pick apart the word and really think objectively about things and put my feelings and my desires on the shelf for a minute to seek you to realize that this don't make sense yeah this does not compute and where are you to help me figure it out if i'm wrong because i don't get anything back when i pray if i do it's not like anywhere close to obvious enough to be adequately, accurately translated. How can, you know, this is how my brain is going to work. If you love me, why don't you work with my brain rather than against it? Because everything I can experience right now in the 21st century tells me that there's a load of stuff that is incorrect about what I've been told about you, God. Yeah. So.
0: I don't know, unless we are just uh, completely off the rails and, uh, we're the ones that Satan's trying to lead away. We're the elect that have been led away. I bet there'd be some people who'd make that argument. <laughs>
1: it goes through my head. Cause I know that that's what I would think if I was, if I was yeah. still in the shoes that I was, and I saw you, I'd be thinking, man, reprobate heart, man. You know what I mean? I'd be, yeah. I'd be like, you know, he, he Roman's, He's been given over to the desires of the flesh. He just, you know, it's going to be nearly impossible to come back. You know, that's that's what I'd be thinking. Well, this is
0: what it comes down to, right? So he's talked about his discrepancies with outside sources, inside sources, um, this idea of, like, trying to find truth in the Bible and how people are stupid. Um, and then he goes on, you know, he's saying that it's going to be hard to put me back on the course. Um, and then he goes on to say... You know, he goes into a whole verse, Uh, he goes on to a whole verse where he's just talking about like, if you show up, okay, so he says right here, he says, show yourself and then boom, it's done. Every rumor's gone. I no longer doubt this shit. You're the one. I'll admit that my sinful ways was stupid fun and all my old habits can hop on the top of a roof to plunge. I'll donate to charity that you could use for the funds. Fuck the club. Instead of bitches, I'll be hanging with a group of nuns, and everyone I ran into would know what I came to do. I wouldn't take a step unless it was in the name of you. So right here, he's like, all right. He's like, God, I'm putting you on the spot. Right here. Show yourself. And this is like, this is where I'm at. You know, I would say, God, show up in my life. Show me that you are real. I don't care if it is factual, logical, spiritual, Whatever if i had any kind of validation that i could just say boom you are real i'd forget all of this i'd shut down the podcast i'd turn it into an evangelical outlet i would like do whatever god wanted me to do um but the thing is is yeah. I, I don't have that right now and i don't feel like i'm a bad person because of it and that's where where i think i'm a little bit different than hopson in this scenario because this song was almost like I feel like this was his falling away song, you know. This was his like because at the end he's like, you know, I'm well, fucking end, done, you know. At the
1: end, yeah. At the end, he's like, I'm effing done and yeah. I'm effing done. You know, this is my life. I'm having fun, like as like a statement, not like a proposal. It's like exactly. this is how it is. You go my way, I'll go mine. That's yeah. basically how the song ends, you know. Which I don't. <clears throat> that's the one part of the song. I don't necessarily well, plus the whole thing about fucking a bunch of bitches and hanging out with nuns. Yeah.
0: I'm that still a married man. I'm still a married man. Whether I'm a Christian I'm still,
1: or not, I'm still a married man. I'm still faithful, but you know, yeah.
0: I like that line but though. The, the concept, instead of the concept applies. I'll hang out with a group the, the con
1: <laughs> Yeah. The, the concept applies like, I, Every, every stupid, lustful thing I've ever done in my life, I would admit that that was just ignorant, stupid, complete, you know, yep. completely carnal, no excuse. Like if you can show me some complete moral compass that is undeniable that you come down and you – you if, if I literally was Moses and you showed up and I saw your backside and I started glowing like crazy and I saw your freaking – Power right on some tablets, saying this is me, live this way. Then yeah, my life would be completely different.
0: Oh yeah, you I'd know, be, I'd, in uh, the words of the youngins, I'd be wrecked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the the only other The only other note I made that we haven't really hit on that I think is super critical for me is he says um, this isn't a small phase. Like um, yeah. maybe go ahead and move on. Cause that was, that's a really good line. Like this, I wondered for a minute when I left the church and started breaking my faith down into small digestible pieces to see what was real and what wasn't, I, I felt for a while that maybe it would be a short lived phase and I'd be right back to who I was before at some different church. But over a year down the line now, I realize me dissecting my faith is an ongoing and ever deepening process that is proving itself not to just be a little phase in my life. This is a very real place I'm at, and I'm not apologetic, because this could literally mean the life or death of my soul, eternity, whether that's heaven or hell, whether that's some other interpretation of eternal reward or punishment, reincarnation. I don't want to come back as some, you know, lowly animal or amoeba or bacteria if I can come back as a freaking grizzly bear, you know, or human, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be, I want to be badass if I'm going to come back, you know what I mean? so like, this is not a small thing. I'm not going to just go sit in a pew and uh, say I have the answers for my life when I don't.
0: Yeah. So first I found this part that you were talking about earlier. He said, I hate the fact that I have to believe you haven't been chatting with me like you did Adam and Eve. I ain't seen no fucking talking snake unravel from trees with an apple to eat. That shit never happens to me. I don't know yeah. if you do or don't exist. It's driving me crazy. Send your condolences. This is me reaching to you, so don't forget if hell is truly your pit of fire and I'll get thrown it in, I'll probably regret the fact I ever wrote this shit. Like, this whole song he's just being so it's,
1: real, it's dude. Of, but it's it's, it's so kind of wrong. a funny line. It's kind of a funny line, especially when you watch the video because the camera angles change and his face is just like, "I'll probably," you
2: know. He's <laughs> yeah, like, he's
1: like "I'll a... probably, I'll probably regret the fact I ever wrote this shit." Like, "Oh shit, <laughs> yeah. i I just wrote that, and I'm going to hell." You know, I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of funny, but like, the point is totally Some real. you like,
0: comedic value in the middle of it, yeah
1: yeah it's it yeah it's a little bit of comic relief in one sense, but it's also like probably the deepest line in the whole thing if you take it really serious into heart, yeah, like here is a person who's laying their heart on the line, being honest with people and being honest with God and himself about where he is, and that he is willing to repent. See that's a thing, like he has a line in here that says he'll give it all up. It was stupid fun. I won't take a step unless it's in your name, you know. Yeah. like he's willing to lay it all down. He has a good heart. But unless there is some something stronger than his carnal desires that he can cling to that can prove itself to him, he's he's done trying. He's just going to be a human, he's going to have fun, you know? And yeah. I can't blame him for that. You know? If that's if that's the wall that you have hit is that you cannot find the strength to shut yourself down. Yeah. Without a power. Morally right, morally wrong, bro. It doesn't matter. I get it. I mean, I get it. It is, it, you know, if anybody has ever had an addiction of any kind, they know how hard it is to stop something on your own without some outside.
0: Well, honestly, health. when it comes down to it, if you get to the point where it's like, you know, there is no God, it doesn't matter. And, and I will disagree. Well, I, mean, I will disagree. You're, you're kind of
1: yeah i mean
0: i will disagree like on the on the premise of like i remember talking to ben one time and and he yeah and he was like yeah because that was that night that i I was like i was like i don't know that was the first night where i was kind of coming to the realization with i didn't know if i really believe or not and he was like well i just know if i didn't believe i would be a horrible person and i would just be selfish and just think about myself all the time and I uh, probably wouldn't care about my family and stuff like that. And it's like, I can't say that, dude. I would still, oh, if I, I, I if I came that. to the conclusion I wasn't a Christian, I would still love my wife. I would still love my dog. I would still have my job. I would still be responsible. I wouldn't go cheat on my wife. I wouldn't go do all this other stuff and be this horrible, bad person. I would just be me without God. And I know for people yeah. who feel like it's impossible to separate morality from God, I, okay. I feel like God gave us morality, but I don't necessarily think that we cannot exist without believing in God. Like morality cannot exist without think, believing in God. If, if, it's here even, either even way. If
1: God, even if God's real, even if God created morality, uh, even if we have a sinful nature that doesn't mean that God is the only one that can maintain that morality in you. Like, if he's created you to have the ability to be moral or immoral, your belief in how that came to be doesn't dictate whether or not you can be moral or immoral. Like, that's a bad apologetic argument, in my opinion. Yeah, Um, I would disagree with anyone who made that. there's There's a whole load of more moral... Um, monks out there of other religions uh, that, you know a whole load of them that are way more moral than 90% of the Christians I know Yeah, 100% so. dude so the ex-
0: yeah there's no way I'd ever lose my morality and I would just become this horrible person uh, so he says so back to the last point that you want to get to my gut feeling says it's all fake I hate to say it but fuck it Shit out in lost faith this ain't a small phase my perspectives all change my thoughts, ju- my thoughts just keep picking shit apart all day. Um, and in my mind, I make perfect sense. If you aren't real, then all my prayers aren't worth a cent. That could mean that I could just make up what my purpose is, and I could sit in church and say fuck in the services. We talked point, about you could, that
1: before. At, like, how great we? I literally remember us saying, "How great would it be if we could just be like, fuck yeah, pastor?" You're <laughs> right. But but it's like why not you know what I mean it's like why is that taboo?
0: I like the emphasis that he puts on there. Like whenever he's saying he's like that may, that that would mean that I could just make up what my purpose is and I could just sit in the church and say fuck in the services. <laughs> like no, it's a, it's, a
1: it's a catchy song as well as a really good meaningful one.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got a good kind of like a like a good Eminem flow almost to it feels like but
1: well i mean eminem eminem even uh referenced Hobson in uh his oh, really? latest single oh nice yeah, yeah. He's,
0: he's
2: got a good he, flow. Said,
1: he said he said i influenced the Hobsons, the somethings the somethings i don't even remember it, it all happened so fast you know how eminem is but he was like basically talking you know everybody feels like i'm just dead now but here i am i can say I'm releasing new music and I'm influencing the Hobsons and the yada yadas and the yada yadas. All these guys you listen to now wouldn't be here, wouldn't sound the way they do if it weren't for me, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, he's he's a good rapper. He's, he de- you know, rap is definitely not my favorite genre of music, but like I can get down to this stuff.
2: Yeah. But that line that you were
0: talking about, you know, this isn't a small phase. My perspective's all changed. Um yeah, a lot yeah, of people dude. look at my life or they look at my life and they may look at us and say, Oh, it's just a phase. They'll get over it. They'll they'll come back to church. They'll figure it out. I genuinely hope I do. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I hope I, I figure it out. I know. I'm not saying
1: I, hope I, I don't necessarily hope I go back to church, but if I do, I do. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope yeah. I figured out. I hope this is a phase that I'm going through and I end up stronger on the end of it. But Right. I'm also here saying but then again, this isn't just a small phase. This, my whole life yeah. is my whole life is different. Every it, it, you could someone who take the Keith that you knew four years ago, five years ew. ago, that is not the same person anymore. <laughs> that's not the just same joking, person. Bro. Oh, did you say something?
1: Yeah, you said take the Keith you knew four years ago. I was like, ew. <laughs>
0: I mean, I oh, was joking. I mean, if it's right, if it fits the (laughs) bill, if it fits the bill, bro. (laughs) I
1: I cringe every day thinking about stuff I used to do and the person I used to be like, yeah, still the same dude with 95% of who I am and the stuff I do and the stuff I like and the things I say, you know, but that 5% has to do with some really deep shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it just so happens to be super defining in the life of a person. Exactly. So oh, forgive me. Forgive me if that five percent uh, is like up front and center in what people see when they look at me now. Like, oh my gosh, Nate's drinking. Holy crap, he must be. I won't ask forgiveness. I mean, fuck it.
0: It's where I'm at, dude. I'm trying to figure yeah, out. I'm trying to figure out who man, I am, what I believe, and you know, this is where I'm weird. trying to be. Like, um, the way I've. I feel like I'm talking a lot about politics today just because it's something that I've been really getting into the last few weeks. But something that I'm realizing is I don't have to apologize for who I am. I don't have to feel bad for who I am. Um, I've been listening to a lot of guys, uh, Ben Shapiro, Steven Crowder, and guys like that, uh, who are like, I don't have to apologize for being a straight white male. I am who I am. I don't feel like I've had any white privilege. I don't, I've never been racist. I've all these terms that people want to put on you. I have never been those things. And I don't think those things exist in my life. You know, And the same thing, like this is who I am as a Christian. If you don't like it respectfully, I don't give a shit. This is who I am. And I'm trying to figure my shit out. I'm trying to figure out what is going on in my life. If, if, if it's that big of a deal that you can't be a part of my life anymore, then I'm sorry that I, I guess you were never really a big role in my life to begin with if our friendship is going to fall apart because I say some cuss words now or I like to get drunk every once in a while. Hell, I'm going out. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. If it's, if it's too big of a thing that it's really going to affect someone, even if I get to the point where I don't believe, if it's going to affect you that much to where I can't be a part of your life anymore because this is where I'm at, well, I guess we were never friends to begin to begin with. So, so I'm just t- I'm tired I
1: of. I should open. be able to have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Be honest about where I'm at. Um, e- even down to questioning the deity, and the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and have the same respect at the beginning of the conversation, uh, the middle of the conversation, and the end of the conversation, both towards me, and from me. Yeah. Me. Questioning something, me saying something, even if it's crazy and off the wall, um, even if it makes no sense to you, even if it goes against your morality and you think that I'm being sinful or whatever, that should not dictate. And this is a Christian belief, not just like common sense. That should not dictate how you love me and how I love you. No, and that's you.
0: that's the whole dilemma in our whole fucking society dude because that's that's right. how it all is it's like you can't you disagree be able... you can't disagree with anyone on anything anymore and we can get into specifics right. but it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter which specific it is
1: yeah if you, you should be
0: if you don't agree you with be... what i say be... then you are my enemy and that is not how it should be we should be able to disagree on no. any terms it could be it doesn't have to be factual scientific you can just disagree with me because you feel This way or that way or you believe in God because of this or you believe in that God because of that or you believe that you're a woman because of this or whether it's spiritual or political or identification or whatever it is. It's like we don't have to agree on anything. We don't have to agree on we don't have to agree on one thing, but we can still get along and we can still be friends if you want to.
1: You should be able to be a transsexual and receive the same level of respect from me. Even as a white male, uh, you know, millennial fundamental Christian.
0: You'd make a pretty woman though.
2: <laughs>
1: I'll grow my hair back out, stop wearing lipstick. There, Look, I guys, have... this isn't if you if you feel like you have a reason to be concerned right now, just <laughs> wait. A year from now, I'm not gonna have a dick. Like my boobs are coming out, like just wait. It's coming.
0: I I mean, how you? There's no way to get rid of that Adam's apple, though. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Look no, at this thing. is this is my trophy right here. I got. We do wear. We gonna um, wear a scarf. <laughs> I wear my buff everywhere I go. <laughs>
0: there you go. You're still an outdoorsman, just a a woman outdoorsman. There you go. <laughs> but, dude, I'd, I'd, long story I'd be short, high. yeah, dude. Long story short, I think that um, I love the basis of this song because it's so real, it's so raw. He's just talking about where he's at, what's going on in his life and how it's different. Um and I don't think anyone should judge him because of that. And I don't think anyone should judge anybody because of anything in their life. We can disagree with each other. We can see things differently. We don't have to see eye to eye. But I think the church, if when the church, so to bring this back to like religious, I guess, when the church can start changing, um, I think it's going to influence culture. I think when the church can start seeing people as people, and not as their actions, and not as their choices, and not as their beliefs, but be able to simply love people and accept people for their faith in God. Even if you don't agree with someone's lifestyle, you know, even if like, you know like whatever it can be it can be whatever lifestyle you want to pick that a church wouldn't believe in or agree with you can what's what's the hurt or what is the pain and what is the hurt of letting them be a part of your church letting them figure out god i mean well you you have pastors to... <laughs> that's no, the problem no no like it, letting them
1: the problem, be the problem a the part
0: book. of not necessarily like I'm saying, let them be part of a church. Let anybody be part of your church. Let them be trying to figure out who God is, and that's a thing. You can you can say that something's unbiblical and disagree on it, and you can
1: still read some epistles literally. Read some epistles literally, and that's not acceptable. Well, I don't having it. It is. It, I don't remember where it's at, but it's in an epistle yeah. that if you are an unbeliever, they should not be amongst you. So,
0: hey, sounds about like the you, American church.
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> most american churches aren't even that rigid you know what i mean yeah (laughs) like when when it comes to certain issues they might be but other issues not so much see people are just hypocritical with it but in my opinion problem with christianity is rooted in the source in which it comes from if and i just don't know how you can get around it that's where i'm at I just don't see how you can take the Bible as a whole, in the traditional sense, and yeah. justify it, allowing it to spell out your life. I just—it is I'm tough. Not there
0: yeah, it is. It is tough because you would have to take it as a whole if you really had to come to that spot again. And yeah, yeah I know I, w- people, I would say I'm with I, you I, on that because I don't. There are a lot of things that I just can't line up with. So
1: yeah. I know people that I love and hang out with frequently that say I'm not sure what I believe about, you know, Noah's Ark or um, the law or uh, Elijah or I, I don't know what I think about all that, but I can believe in Jesus and you know that's what I cling to and I'll never deny Jesus. I know people like that and I respect that. I get that. Part of me wishes I could just be that because I really. Still, maybe it's just because it's habit. I still just want to love Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But at the end of the day, being objective about it, uh, I just can't because it's right now in my current thinking. Because Jesus was a Jewish rabbi that though he was willing to kind of go against the grain of certain things in the law – he never came out and said this law is incorrect. So he never came out and said that it is unjust for a woman to be stoned when it's not when when she's found to be promiscuous before her wedding day. Gotcha. Just as an example. Just just as an example of a really dumb law in the old testament, one of the six hundred thirteen laws, that a woman could be punished by death if she had been raped before she got married. Yeah. I know if he did say something against that, somebody forgot to write it down. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. To manage that, yeah. it's 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 hard for me to accept the deity and the ministry of Jesus Christ and the lordship of Jesus Christ if he hinges directly to the father who has never, as far as I know, never given a just explanation for why he condoned the Jewish law? Yeah, I think that is. I think that is ultimately my biggest stumbling block for Deo <clears throat> Christian faith.
2: Yeah, no, I,
0: I'm right there with you on that. Um, I've got tons of more thoughts I could throw in there, but we're like, <laughs> we've been recording for literally two hours. This is. The longest podcast we've ever recorded, which I'm going to edit it it's a crazy. lot.
1: And take it's crazy because I feel we just started. I know. Um, do not edit it too much though because we pretty much talked the whole time and it's also on Facebook.
0: Oh, I'm not going to edit too much. One, so. I'm just going to take some of the small yeah. little yeah. blank spaces out. But cool. it's been a good so, episode.
1: Yeah, we can wrap this up. Uh, I just want to throw something out there maybe if people want to comment on it, uh, if they like this idea, I would like to maybe as our next podcast actually go kind of deep into what we started to talk about earlier, which was like the plague of fundamentalism. Like what is the good, uh, what's the good stuff about fundamentalism and like various aspects, religious, political, environmental, whatever. Um, and then what's the bad and, the black and white issues, the gray issues. I think we could talk quite a bit about that and we could bring in more of those political points that you wanted to go into as well.
0: Yeah? No, that'd be great. Go into some Yeah.
1: Cuz so I think I think that's super relevant today is there's a lot of fundamentalists out there and then there's a lot of anti-fundamentalists which we basically we basically call progressives, both on the political side and, and the religious side. And the environmental side. You know, it'd and be hilarious
2: that. if, like, I was, uh,
0: like, you know, have, um, you have people who are, like, so what would be funny, I was trying to find a way to describe that, it was weird, um, what would be funny is if I ended up being, like, a right-wing atheist, because I, I don't feel like you have too many of those.
1: Uh, you'd be surprised, actually. A lot of people I went to school with oh, yeah? were... Um, very atheist, but in regards to foreign policy in regards with everything, maybe except Israel, but every other like foreign policy issue, uh, world economics, capitalistic things like they might not have believed that there should be, uh, no gay marriage or, um, they might've believed in like government mandated, uh, uh, providing of birth control things like that so like social issues yes they were left but when it came to like really deep like economic and foreign policies things like that very right wing constitutional conservatives you know um, libertarians if you will in a lot of ways but very atheist as well okay they're actually they're more common than you would think
2: uh, all right.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Cuz I I definitely feel like I'm uh definitely more conservative when it comes to the political aspect of it.
1: Me too, definitely. I mean, there's definitely. certain issues that I would only be considered liberal on because I just don't think the government should have their hand in it, which is really more libertarian than it is liberal but liberals tend to be the ones that stand up for them you know
0: for me up until like the last few weeks
1: gay gay rights is the main thing which is not really even an issue today because it's been you know federally mandated which is
0: one of those things it's like if that really was a fundamental truth of christianity how true is christianity if like it became a cultural thing and all of a sudden boom it's okay now and it's just not a big deal anymore it's like It seems like one of those things the church is kind of like, if it is, if it was wrong, they've definitely wavered on.
1: Right. It's definitely one of those things that have proven within the last 10 years. Yeah. So has your, has
0: your truth changed is my question. Not yours, but like the church in general.
2: Because when it first came out, when the whole whole marriage thing,
0: when the whole marriage bill was first passed, it's like, it was a huge deal. Every church in America was in an uproar But now everyone's like "Eh, You know the whole gay thing is over And now it's the trans thing And as soon as the whole trans thing is over It's going to be the next thing It's going to be the next thing after that And then what is You know is the church just going to keep going down this rabbit hole Of just okaying Fighting for
1: little Fighting for little shreds of morality That they shouldn't be trying to dictate And you know legislate anyway Exactly So anyway um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We can save those topics for the next podcast since let's it'll be it. more political. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're going to wrap it up now. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching everybody who was on live stream and anyone who's going to listen on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the downloads. Keep those going. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, just go to iTunes and you can hear we have like 52 other episodes up right now 52 53 if you're counting a song that me and ben recorded and put up um i didn't hear that yeah i think it's up there somewhere i believe because it's like there's like 54 um things in the actual itunes uh, you, yeah, yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i thought you were saying you just put it up oh, sorry no no, no that was finish. like last year or sometime yeah, but yeah, um yeah go ahead
0: yeah. So uh, hit us up on iTunes. Obviously, here on Facebook. Um, you can um, hit us on Twitter at Builders Podcast.